Fanfic Writers Craft is a podcast that discusses all things fanfiction with a focus on the art and science of writing for the enjoyment of fan communities. My name is Joe, aka Pebbly Sand, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. My co-host, Lani, writes online under the name Copper Dust. You'll meet her shortly. In today's episode, we talk about writing routines, about when we write, for how long, what tools we use, and what we wish we could change about our writing, quote-unquote, bad habits. We discuss the feasibility of writing every day, whether or not we find it easier to work on multiple projects at the same time, and the struggles that sometimes exist trying to balance our social life, the 9-to-5 grind, and writing. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but for now, buckle up, get yourself a nice cup of tea, and welcome to the Fanfic Writer's Craft. Welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. This is Joe. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, personally, forgive me if I sound a bit weird. I just came back from the US and I have a cold. So this is what we're dealing with. Um, I hope you found Lani's episode on multimedia as interesting as I did. I feel like I learned a lot, especially as someone who doesn't really do art outside of uh, writing. Anyway, Lani is here today. Uh, so how are you? What's been up? Uh, a lot's been up in my life. Um, I got a new job. I got a haircut, which doesn't really affect anything you'll hear today, but it feels like it affects me a lot. <laughs> um, and It looks good for anyone who's thank wondering. You. You'll just have to imagine it in your mind. Um, and yeah, so I'm a little bit swamped right now with like a lot of new responsibilities from my job, but I've also been writing a lot so i've kind of kept on top of that that's good what have you been writing so i've been sort of working on a few things but mainly i've been writing something that's going to be a kind of longish one shot in a fandom that i haven't previously contributed anything for which is this sort of um alexander trilogy by uh mary renat um also influenced by the dancing with the lion books by Jean Reams. Those are also about Alexander the Great, and the fandoms for those two series are kind of the same fandom. It's like the same people reading both. So I just consider it the sort of Alexander the Great history cluster fandom. And I've also been working on a sort of romantic comedy in Harry Potter that I've that I thought was going to be a really quick read because the entire plot came to me in one afternoon in a dream. So I was like, I can write this really fast, oh, wow. but it turns out that that's not the way real writing works, <laughs> especially because like something may have seemed really good in a dream, but then when you write it, you're like, this has to make more sense than that. Yes. Yeah, very true. Um, I imagine, I don't really dream stuff, but I imagine a lot of, I do a lot of like daydreaming and like imagining things. And then when I put them on paper, I'm like, no, 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 that, that's not good. So anyway, as you probably heard in the intro today, we are going to talk about writing routines and habits. Uh, so kind of like when we write, how we write, any tips that we have about like, if not productivity, but at least, you know, trying to, to find time to write and what we think is good or bad advice as well. I'm not sure if we're going to have like very helpful helpful tips uh, because at least for me my writing life is pretty chaotic uh, but we're going to try. 
So Lani, just to start off this discussion, I wanted to ask you how and when do you usually write and do you have any particular routines or anything that you're attached to? Uh, well, I kind of have two types of writing that I do. The first one is actually making up the story and the conversations. And that usually involves me just thinking in my head and not having any kind of writing utensil, not being at the computer. And so that kind of thing where I'm making up the story, often it's happening while I'm driving. Like I find driving mm. is the right space for me to come up with ideas. Or if I take a walk and listen to music, that's another time when I actually make up the ideas. And so I'm, I'm feeling more creative, more stuff comes to me then. When I actually put words down in the real universe, usually I'm either sitting at my computer or I'm typing into my phone. I don't like to write by hand because it's really slow and laborious and um, it doesn't give me the freedom to sort of do this like editing as I go along that I like to do when I'm writing. So I'm not really a hand writer. But usually the the thinking daydreaming part comes first, and then the actual sitting down and writing part comes later. Um, I usually, if I'm on my computer, I would be writing at home. There have been a few small times that I've had some space with sort of quiet and privacy to write outside of my home, but usually I, I prefer to be sort of alone in a private space for that. But for writing on my phone, I could be anywhere. I, ha I have just like very simple bare bones notes app. And one thing I like about it is that it really doesn't have a ton of formatting options. It even lacks like italics. And I actually think that's a really good thing because it really underscores the fact that this is a rough draft and that there can be no expectation of this being a good copy. So it's more important to get the ideas out quickly than to make it really good. Um, and the other thing that it forces me to do is eventually have to transfer my writing from my phone onto my computer. And I just like read from my phone and then type it back into my computer. But as I'm going through that process, I'm like, oh, I realize I need to change this. I need to edit that. I don't like the way this is stated. And so it, it's a forced editing process. Right. And I was wondering, do you write like more during the daytime or like at night and like in longer bursts or like in shorter bursts? What What is the story there? Um, well, when I'm writing on my computer, it would either be on the weekend or it would have to be in the evening because if it was a weekday, I'd be at work. But I would say usually um, later in the day and some of my sort of most creative spurts have happened like really late at night, like one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, sitting in like the darkness, not turning on the light, kind of having that like I need to get it down right now. So yeah, I'm definitely more of like an evening slash night writer. That being said, like when I'm writing on my phone, it's usually more about like, I have this idea to have to get it down right now. I feel such a strong compulsion to write that I, I can't wait for this. Mm -hmm. And that often happens when I'm in a situation where I actually know I'm going to need to stop very soon. And I'm almost, if I'm waiting at a bus stop, I know I'm going to have to put my phone away as soon as the bus comes. Or if I'm like about to have to leave for somewhere, or if it's five minutes before the end of my lunch break, any kind of situation where there's like a really mandatory time limit on how long I'll be able to work and I have a small amount of time, that's when I feel right. most kind of creative flow. And I guess it's because instead of feeling that constant writerly thing of like staring at a blank page and being like, I have to do this for so long or it doesn't count. Instead, it's like the, the forbidden fruit of like, you're not supposed to be writing right now. And that's when I want to do it. Yeah. I'm 
I'm the same in terms of writing at night. Uh, people on Tumblr have gotten used to me being up until like three or four o'clock in the morning, uh, writing castles. Like I remember, I remember when I was uh, releasing chapters uh, last summer, people were like, oh, it's midnight in like your time zone and you said you'd post today. I'm like, yeah, today extends to like four o'clock in the morning uh, as far as I'm concerned. So I definitely write longer, like most at night. Um, I think I'm a bit different and a bit, I've never heard of anyone who does this as well, but like I can only write in really long timelines so I I tend to hyper focus and so I need to kind of have like five or six hours in front of me to really get something done and really get dragged into it it's very hard I found it really hard to like write for 30 minutes and then stop I will write usually in very very long kind of Mm -hmm. time chunks of like more than five hours um and usually I will not move from my chair like I'll just be super hyper focused and not not be able to like look at anything or like eat or whatever and then I write mostly on my laptop I do sometimes use my phone but I don't really write on my phone it's more for ideas so I'll have the notes app and if I have an idea at like a random time of day or whatever or um, you know if it's late at night and I don't want to like open my computer I'll just draft I'll just put in like a very quick idea and then sometimes I wake up in the morning and I was like what was I thinking or like what was this as well and sometimes I don't even understand what I was uh, what I was thinking about and but I do I have started especially in the summer when I go for long walks and leaving myself voice notes so if I have an idea or something you know I'll just put in my headphones and talk to my phone and like maybe people think I'm crazy Mm -hmm. I don't know Uh, (laughs) but I do that because it's easier than having to type at the same time as I walk uh, so sometimes I do that as well but mostly mm-hmm. I don't really write on my phone I, I I use my laptop do you find that you'll 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 ever like be in a special location and being in that specific place will inspire you to write a specific thing or in a particular way where you feel more inspired in that location hmm, that's an interesting thing um yeah, I have in the past. It's not happened in a while, and I don't know what this is why. But I remember t- when I was writing as a teenager, for instance, I remember going to New York for like a trip or whatever and feeling very inspired by the place and like writing. Cause at the time I was writing like for American TV shows and using having been to that place and being in that place to like spark up an idea Mm -hmm. or something um i remember yeah Mm -hmm. when i was work when i was writing silk uh stuff which is a show that happens in london uh and i went to when i went to london for work like i kind of scouted the location in which they were filming the show and that kind of also sparked a little bit of like thought of Mm -hmm. or idea or, or you know you kind of get a sense of oh, they would take this, it would take them this long to walk from that place to that place or whatever, you know. But that's about it. Like, I'm not really, apart from that, I don't really, I'm not really drawn to locations. I suppose I know a lot of people, I don't know if you're one of those, but a lot of people like to write in coffee shops or, you know, kind of 
more public locations? Is that something that you like? I would not write on my laptop in, I would not write fiction in like a coffee shop on a laptop because I don't like having people like standing behind me reading what I'm writing. That would, that would not work for me. Mm. But again, on my phone, I would, I would write anything anywhere. And I do find like some locations have been really, really inspiring to me. So like I found when I went to Greece, this early fall, um, that was really helpful to me in writing some of my stories that are set there. Firstly, because I actually got more of like the somatic sense of like what it feels like to be there, what the land looks like, and also just certain places. I don't know how to explain this further, but they make you really want to write. So like I was in this hotel in Athens and there's like a rooftop like seating area and at night like I would go up there and sit there and had a really beautiful view of the city and you could see the um like the Parthenon on the Acropolis like lit up at night like you could see it on the skyline and it was just like such a beautiful place and like there really weren't that many people up there in the evening like Mm. compared to how many there should be given how beautiful a spot it was so I could sit there and be like totally alone with nobody around me but having this like absolutely breathtaking like vista of Greece in front of me. And so when I was sitting there, it was like really easy to do writing just on my phone. In fact, I didn't only write my some of my Greece things like I worked on Merry Men a little bit when I was sitting there. But I feel like it was all sort of connected because I was traveling by myself. And I think sometimes that sense of like, loneliness or being on your own or being hyper vigilant because like when you're traveling alone, you have to be kind of hyper vigilant about like your money and not getting robbed and, and things. And I felt like that actually helped me a little bit with Merry Men. Like I would come back from a day into my hotel room and like that was the only place where I felt like I could totally relax in terms of like not worrying about Mm. just just sort of being safe and being vigilant in a foreign place. And it would be and I would realize I was so exhausted from having that much higher level of vigilance than I usually would at home because I live in a very safe city. And I felt that actually like really fed my ability to write Merry Men and like imagine myself in a setting where just the sheer exhaustion of being hyper vigilant yeah. and feeling like you have to look out for yourself all the time, yeah. no one else is going to do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not literally comparing what I experienced on a vacation <laughs> to being in a war, but it's like you have to take these like tiny, tiny snippets of experience and use them to yeah. imagine yourself into a situation that you haven't been in. Mm. Yeah. And so I was wondering, what is your opinion on the kind of infamous uh, write every day piece of advice? Like you've got to write every day. I mean, I think that if you're trying to make a full time monetary living off of it, then you need to be writing at least five days a week. If that's your income source, um, if you're just doing it for fun, you don't you, you can only you don't have to write any specific amount. But I think the longer you take a break from a piece, the harder it is to go back. I've learned this mm. the hard way. I have some long form multi chapters that going back to is going to be hard because I'm basically going to have to reread them. So I remember the details. Yeah. And also because sometimes a certain like mood or perspective lasts for a while and then it goes away. And then a story you started when you were in that mood, it's now harder to continue. Mm. That being said, like some people are. How should I put this? Some people are grazers and some people are carnivores. So somebody like you, Joe, is like a carnivore, like a lion. Every three or four days, it will eat one thing, but it will gorge itself, right? And have like a Mm. swollen belly. And a, a grazer will eat like 
basically every waking hour like a very small amount of food. It will never go a day mm. without food, but it's never like gorging itself, right? So yeah. I'm more of a grazer. I like to do a little bit every day or even multiple times a day, but only a very small amount at a time. I'm not somebody who can like sit at a computer for a long time without needing to like get up and walk around and be in a different space. Um, and it's also not comfortable on my back to be mm. sitting in that position for a long time. So I prefer to do a little bit at a time. But like, it's not like yeah. Duolingo, where if you miss a day of writing, like a like a psychopathic owl is gonna come to your house and kill you or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to take a day off. No, definitely. I mean, in 2020, in September 2020, I quit my job. And for reasons that I'm not going to get into, but I was basically studying part time and writing part time as well. But I, my study, my, for the next six months until March, until March 2021. And my study regimen wasn't much. Like I didn't have much to do because I was just preparing for an exam that I'd taken before. So it wasn't like, it wasn't a big thing. And so. I was mostly looking at writing as a main task. Like that was my main task. And that's when I wrote the most of like my current long thick castles and stuff. I wrote a lot during that time. But still, I found out that I cannot possibly write every day. There is no way for me to write every day and not feel drained because of the way that I write. And I think that was why I wanted to ask this question and kind of raise this thing because I personally felt a lot of guilt about like, you know, you have to write every day. Like it, I think it was Stephen King or something who said that once and then everyone was saying the same thing. You have to write every day or else you lose your like fluency in writing or whatever it is and stuff, or you're not really serious about it. But for me, because I write in such long bursts and as you said, like kind of carnivore, like if I write every day like this for two weeks or whatever without taking a break I will die <laughs> like I'm not doing well uh, mentally because it's so draining writing is artistic it's very draining and so yeah I just feel like I couldn't possibly I couldn't possibly do it every day for the way that I write and so I think that a piece of advice is great for a lot of people but it doesn't work for everyone. And I think you don't have to feel guilty if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. And I think also there's different levels of writing. So there's a writing that feels like it really matters to you because you're working on a piece that you're serious about. And maybe it's like very emotional for you, but you can always do like a silly writing exercise to keep yourself in practice rather than doing the heavy writing. So there are plenty of sort of writing games or exercises where you will really feel like it's a lot easier to write because you know it's not serious and you're not feeling that pressure to do a great job. And that can sometimes be good at just keeping you in the habit, even though you're not going to use that stuff later on. And I've done that the same thing in art where I felt really blocked and like I didn't know what to make. So I would just t take these like rocks or sticks and just paint them all one color. The idea being not that they would be like beautiful art, but that it would just keep me in this kind of like physical habit and maybe doing this thing physically would eventually bring mm -hmm. some urgent to me for what I wanted to do. So you always have the option of, option of doing 
a little exercise. Yeah, definitely. If that's what you feel like doing. So I guess my next, my next question is a bit loaded, I guess, uh, is how do you manage writing the nine to five grind and having a real life, like an IRL kind of life? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> for me, I guess my nine to five, well, it's not really nine to five, but we'll just call it that. It always has to come first because like I could actually be fired from that in a way that I could not be fired from writing fan fiction. <laughs> so yeah, like obviously that's going to come first. Yeah. And some days like I come home and like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted that I'm just like, it's not happening today. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that kind of writing today. So that's obviously taking first priority. Mm. I don't find writing to be like that much affected by my like social life because I'm I'm pretty introverted and I don't I'm not like going out with friends all the time like I'm also pretty socially drained from my job because being an introvert and then like teaching all day like it's such a social job and when I come home like mm. I want to be alone for so long um, <laughs> so yeah I guess I, I think the hardest thing is just like you know you're nine to five it's energy draining and it takes up a lot of time so even if I have, if I have like six hours on a Saturday evening and six hours on a Thursday evening, that's a different six hours because on a Saturday evening, I'm not sort of like physically and emotionally drained by a day of work. Yeah. So I would say I do the best part of the writing on weekends or during the time when I have like a holiday, like a statutory holiday or time off for some reason. And like I talked to a friend of mine a while ago who like, she's a professional writer, but she also has other things. Like, she does editing for pay. She teaches writing classes. So she does a number mm. of things put together in order to make a living. And she was like, yeah, like, writing is very hard for people who have to have another job. And especially, you know, it might not be a job. It could be, like, home responsibilities. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have children. I don't have children. But if you have children, that takes up a lot of your time. Or if you have, like, sick family members that you also have to take care of or you know, if you live on your own, you have to do a lot of cooking and that sort of thing. Like all of those things take energy out of you. And I think you need to remember that like some of the most famous writers that you can think of, like Stephen King, for instance, I guarantee you Stephen King, firstly, his kids are adults now. <laughs> Secondly, he's a man. So probably even when they were small, like his wife was doing the bulk of the child care. He's also super rich. So I guarantee you he's not cleaning his yeah. house. He's not doing his own laundry. He's not cooking for himself, etc. So like Stephen King really can only ever work when he's writing and do no other work besides that. You know, most of us don't have that privilege. So like don't compare yourself to people who have wives and assistants and employees who do all that stuff for them and then say mm. you have to sit down and write for at least four hours every day because your four hours of total exhaustion at the end of the day are not Stephen King's four hours of being totally refreshed and getting to work yeah. from, you know, 10 in the morning to two in the afternoon. Yeah, I completely agree. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I struggle with it a bit more. At the moment, at least, I... I don't know. So obviously I have a nine to five as well. I find myself a lot less drained since I've been working from home. 
Um, mostly I'd go into the office once or twice a week and on those days I don't Mm -hmm. write like on the office days I just don't write when I work from home it's a bit different because you know obviously I don't have to interact with people all the time and I find that just generally less draining so sometimes in the evening I'll feel like writing but I do but the problem my problem is that I can't really write for like short periods of time so if I write in the evening, I just have mm-hmm. to accept the fact that I'm going to go to bed at three in the morning, uh, which isn't ideal when you have a real like nine to five the next day. And I do feel like at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, most of my weekends, if not all of my weekends are drained mm-hmm. by writing. And I don't know, like that I've, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot and I don't like I want to be honest with the people who listen to the podcast and like kind of you know it's not all butterflies and roses kind of thing my social life has taken a hit from like that's the thing that I because I'm quite an extrovert but like that's kind of the thing that has taken the hit in the past Mm -hmm. couple of years with me working and writing at the same time because obviously like before I used to write and I was a student, so that was different. And, you know, like I, but with this mm-hmm. di- dynamic, I feel like my social life is the thing that's kind of taken the hit and I've cancelled like stuff with friends because I had to write because I was like, Oh, I need to write now because I'm not going to have time during the week. Or, you know, I like, I delete, like I stopped dating as well at one point because of that. Um, so it's like, what I'm saying I guess is it's hard and it does make you question a lot like at least for me recently it's been something that I thought about a lot because basically over the summer I wrote five chapters of my long fic and released three there's two that I still need to edit and I was working like a hundred hours a week on it and I was exhausted by the end of it And I think it kind of brought to perspective the fact that I can't be doing this in the long run forever. Like something needs to give and not having a social life and like being exhausted all the time. So yeah, and I don't have a solution like because it's like, what do you do then? Um, Because I'm not gonna, I'm obviously not gonna quit my nine to five because I need money to survive. So yeah, I don't know, but I I don't have an answer to that question, but it is something that I've been thinking of a lot because I think because of the way I write and because I need to write in such like hyper-focused long periods of time, it does drain out a lot of the things outside, which aren't my noun five, because obviously, as you said, like I need to, you know, maintain that I suppose yeah I think I guess it's a little bit different for you and me just because I like have less need for social contact with my friends like I do socialize with my friends but I don't need to as often just because I'm introverted but also because my job is so social that it just (laughs) when I have to teach like I'm so much just like (laughs) I want to be alone after after a day of teaching um, yeah, I would say no, but I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think that's fair enough because I remember. So when I wrote wrote my first long fic uh, in another fandom, I was writing that at the same time mm-hmm. as work, but I was at work five days a week. 
So the fact that I didn't have much of a social life at the weekends or in the evenings Mm -hmm. didn't impact me that much because I saw people every day. You know, I had to be in the office five days a week, which is a bit different now where like I have this time and I'm able to like work from home and stuff, but I want to do things that I enjoy outside uh outside of that yeah i i definitely like i think the work from home piece is relevant also because when i was one of my most sort of prolific periods in terms of updating a lot and like making a lot of progress quickly was in spring of 2021 and when i look back i'm like yes because from january to late february schools were shut down and i was teaching online and then from april to the end of the year schools were shut down and I was teaching online. So that was like very, that was very different for me. Um, very different experience and kind of left me with a lot more creative space and energy to do that much writing compared to when I was teaching in Mm. person, not least because I don't know how many people have this also, but like commuting also takes a lot out of your time. And when you work at home, you don't have to commute and it gives you like so much more time in your day and like right now with my job now like I spend two hours a day minimum just commuting and then you know and that and my commute is like walking and Mm. driving and taking the subway so it's just like it's an exhausting commute and then also I have you know a job that it's just very emotionally involving and Another thing that I'll say is that like, if you're again, if you're listening to this and you have kids, I don't have children, but I kind of I understand that type of exhaustion too. Because like when I've taught kindergarten, or especially when I've taught like severe special needs, oh my god, is it exhausting. And it takes so much out of you, not just physically, but emotionally, the amount of sort of empathy you have to spend in order Mm. to do that, that, you know, you might not have anything left in the tank when you're done with that. And so I'm actually writing a story right now. It's not fan fiction, it's going to be original fiction, but it kind of addresses sort of what happens to your mind and soul when you feel like you used to be a certain kind of person. And then after having these responsibilities to kids, it just you you find that there's so much less that's sort of left over of you because it, it drains a lot out of you. So I really relate if you are somebody listening to this and you have kids. I, I will say that like, I know Joe likes to write in like long bursts, but mm. like you could set yourself a really manageable goal of like, I'm going to sit down and write one paragraph today, only one. And then it feels a lot more manageable than if you're like, I have to sit down and write a chapter today. I don't think I've ever written a chapter of anything all in one day. Like, I don't think maybe when I was like 13 and like didn't care about quality, about editing or like, or I didn't care about quality and I just wrote the first thing that came into my head. But like, it hasn't happened since then. Yeah, no, fair enough. So I was wondering, um, do you set deadlines for yourself? Do you find that that helps, like setting deadlines? Like, even if it's arbitrary, because obviously it's fan fiction, it's a hobby, but you know, like, do you find that helps or do you not do that? No, I'm more about, I'm more like somebody who, um, will set like quality standards than deadlines. So I'm willing to take more time to ensure a certain level of quality because if I set deadlines for myself, then maybe in order to meet that deadline, like quality is going to have to suffer. And I'd rather post something late and, and maintain a certain standard of, of quality that I want in my writing. Because for me, it's like, when I write a sentence or a paragraph, I might go over that paragraph 12 or 13 times, sounding out every word, rearranging the words so that it has like a certain exact sound that I want. And so 
obviously that's like very labor intensive and it, you know, I can't, I just can't set deadlines for myself on this. Like it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work for me, you know? And when I do have deadlines, like in real life and I have to meet them, I, you know, won't be a perfectionist and I'll be like, okay, done is better than perfect. But for, for me, like for fan fiction, like it's, it's my luxury because I, I get to not have deadlines and instead just get to do it, you know, as beautifully as I want to. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I do set myself deadlines just because I'm the kind of person that if there's no deadline, I will never get it done. Uh, and I will never work on it. Um, I would much rather like go out to the pub, uh, than write. So, um, if I don't have a deadline, I will never work on it, but I'm very flexible with my deadlines. So for instance, like I, Initially, after the summer, I was like, oh, the f- last two chapters of Castles, I'm going to post them in September or whatever. And then, like, in September, I was feeling exhausted. And I don't know what, what happened. I think I had, like, vitamin defici- deficiency or whatever. I was completely exhausted. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up. So I think, for me, deadlines help. And I like having a set kind of a set time period before the deadline where I'm like, I have to, you know, if I, for instance, I would like to post a number of things before December, like before the Christmas holidays, I'm like, I know that like my November and my December will be busy with writing. And this is, and I think that helps me to kind of prioritize writing within a particular space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the way I use deadlines. But I think if you're going to use deadlines, don't you know beat yourself up or don't be like oh you know if you if you can't if you said you were gonna post on the 6th of november and then you end up posting on the 13th or the 20th it's not the end of the world if you feel like that's the extra time that you need to perfect or to finish a piece but i personally i find it helpful to have like at least kind of an idea of when i want to post yeah and i I agree that like individual, like personally set deadlines can be useful for some people who find that like forward motion is, is a challenge for them. <laughs> yeah, but I would say definitely. those, those deadlines, those deadlines need to be set by the writer. And yes. what I mean by that is if you're listening to this and you're a commenter and not a writer, please stop going onto people's fix because they didn't update in a month or whatever and being like, is this abandoned? Is this abandoned? Is this, is this abandoned? When are you going to post again? When's the next next <laughs> chapter? And then like not leaving any comment about the content or your reading experience and only coming in to be like, you know, like you're somebody's boss who's like, I told you to have this on my desk by Tuesday yeah. because you're not paying for it. So this person has like no obligation to you. And also you don't actually know that person or what's going on in their life. Yeah. 100% completely so, so agree. So the deadlines have to be self-imposed, but stop imposing deadlines on other people. Unless you're me and you're allowed to because they're your students. <laughs> yeah. And like, to be honest, the more the more people said deadline, like the more people will message me and be like, why haven't you updated in like two months or whatever? Is this abandoned? The less I am like, the least I am likely to write. Uh, so if you, if you're someone who like enjoys that vibe, uh, that's fine, but not me. The next person who comes onto my fic check the spindle specifically and asks me if it's abandoned is personally booked to supply teach my class for a week so that I have time to write the next chapter. And you can enjoy doing all the things that I have to do and then come and tell me that I didn't write quickly enough. Yeah, no, definitely. 
So do you, I guess you've already answered kind of that question, but I think it's, it would be good to kind of talk about it is, do you work on multiple projects at the same time or just the one? Multiple projects at the same yeah. time, for sure. How, how do you feel about that? Because I'm not really like that. So I'll, I'll go into my own version of events later, but like what, what's your, like what do you think one project inspires another or like how does that work? I think ideally, like the ideal vision of myself is somebody who only works on one thing at a time and only starts a new thing when that thing is done. But in real life, my different stories each have different sort of genres and moods and it's, it can be very hard to write a certain mood if that's not where you are emotionally in your life at that moment. So having a few different kind of tones of work mm. allows me to have something I need, I can work on when I'm like more in a, in a good mood or in a funny mood and another thing when I'm really kind of at a low place and, and maybe that matches the tone of the story I'm writing. Um, and also sometimes you're in the middle of one thing, but you have such a strong idea for your next thing that you do, you have to write it down before you forget it. So for me, I try to like, as long as I'm making forward mm. progress, you know, I try to be a little bit easier on myself about that. But at the same time, there will come a point where I'll get a little bit mad at myself and be like, that's it. You're not allowed to start even one more thing until you finish the things you already have. And that's kind of the point that I'm at right now, because I have two outstanding long fix that I haven't finished, one of which is nearing completion, the other which is really not. And I also have two one shots that were supposed to be one shots, but are getting pretty long right now. And I also have another idea in jot notes on my phone. So like, there comes a point where it's like, okay, stop. Yeah. Stop being like, Google Docs, new. <laughs> stop doing that. Stop. Yeah. I. So I'm a bit different. I usually work on one piece at a time, but within a particular time frame. First of all, I only ever have had one long fic in the works at any given time. I don't know if this is just because there's not enough space in my head for multiple like long projects, or if it's, it's not necessarily something that's intentional. It's just something that's happened. Every time I've had like a long project it's always been just one at a time like right now I have castles and that's it but I do write one shots at the same time as longer projects so you know I've written or the Fulton Force Manufacturing or all of these basically all of my one shots lately I've written at the same time as writing castles it's more the case of I'll write castles I'll finish a chapter I'll post it and then I will work on a different piece rather than you know, working on castles on the Saturday and then working on something else on the Sunday or whatever it is. Usually when I'm writing something, I will see it to the end and then, or writing a chapter to the end, and then I will work on something else. Um, I don't really do multiple bursts of different things within one time frame because I think it, I think it kind of relates to my hyper focus thing where if I'm hyper focused on one, like on one fic, that's the only fic I can think about at that point. Um, and so when that peer, when that chapter or that one shot is done, then I can kind of look out and be like, okay, what do I want to write now? Um, so, but I wouldn't, 
I also, I think for me, the one shots are very good and very wonderful breathers for my long fic. I couldn't, it, I couldn't be writing castles all the time. Like sometimes I need to step away, write something else, write from like another character's perspective, a completely different world and then come back to it. Um, but yeah, I do finish at least the section that I'm writing or the chapter that I'm writing before starting something else. Yeah. And I think also for me, it also ties into other aspects of what inspires me to write. So like seasons of the year, holidays, places, like for me, I have some stories that are more wintry, that are more summery, um, you know, and then those connect to when I'm more inspired to write them. So I think it, it really, it really depends for me. I just, I couldn't always write the same thing because I just, I don't know. I've always been a multitasker and part of it's also because like, I like to make art too. So then th mm. those also are projects. They're not writing projects, but they're like projects that take time. Um, yeah. And I've also like had to multitask before yeah. and still manage to finish things because obviously I have an art degree. So, you know, it's not like I only took one course at a time, which meant I always had to have multiple projects on the go and they had to be yeah. done because they had to be handed in. So I guess I, I sort of trust myself to have multiple projects and understand they will still get done and I'm still sort of equally productive as if I was writing only one thing because like I'm still writing the same number of words per week there's just spread out over more projects but it means I have more different things getting posted mm. or updated rather than one thing that updates really frequently so as long as I'm doing the same amount of writing in terms of like word output I'm fine with it being spread over a few a few different projects because also like if I was only working on one story that's like only one fandom and it I might have to stick with that one fandom for like four years, you know, and never kind of venture out of it. <laughs> oh, I did wanted to ask one more thing. Um, yeah. What are your writing bad habits? And here I don't just mean like taking a break or not writing. I mean, things like when you've reread your writing and been like, oh, I need to stop doing that. What is your bad habit that you tend to do when you're writing? Oh, um, I don't. Yeah, no, I do have one bad habit, which is in everything that I write, there will be like one sentence or one, usually one word that I will change back and forth every time I edit. And this is pointless. Like it's like, for instance, in the first draft, I'll write November, then I'll write November 2022. Then I'll write the end of the year 2022. I'll, I'll go back to it like again and again and again and again and changing it over and over again, which doesn't really break there's times that I've reread my stuff and I'm like oh I want to change this despite the fact that I've changed it like 10 times before <laughs> and I think uh, that's something that I would like to stop doing but I can't for me I find that one of my bad habits is that you know I really like sensory details but there's certain highly specific types of description or detail that I find keep getting repeated across my writing and I'm like okay you need to stop <laughs> there's like two, there's like two specific like highly specific details that I'm I'm now like hyper vigilant about being like stop doing that and the first one is that mm. somebody looking into somebody else's eyes and seeing the reflection of their own face in the other person's eyes right that's like I'm really cracking down on that the second thing is when somebody touches something with their fingertips and then the imprint of the surface of what they touched is like 
in their fingertips. That's like another thing. It's highly specific enough that it's become noticeable to me that I keep doing it. And now I have to be like, okay, stop, you know, and, and both of those are like, they weren't bad details the first time around, but it's like, you can't keep serving the same meal every day, you know. I also have a specific verb I overuse relative to like how often this sort of word which is like wander like I like I'm always describing somebody walking in a sort of sort of aimless and like mm. non non-directional way as wandering but then it's like it's all over the place in my writing so if you're somebody who's read right. my writing and notice any of these things please know that I'm on them I guess the last thing that we could touch on which is something that you suggested is what technology do you kind of use so you've talked about your phone your computer what do you think of like the writing programs you know like Scrivener or even like Grammarly or things like that that you know help are supposed to like help you write I don't feel that I need Grammarly because I know how to write, but I think like I've tried like Scrivener and I just found that like it wasn't contributing any more than like putting messy notes into Google Docs. Like at the end of my story, there will be a section of just like jot notes and messy notes just for me to use when I'm writing. And I was like, Scrivener wasn't contributing any more than that section of my document was. So I do use like, I try to use the full functionality of Google Docs. So for example, I'll use the headers function as a way to break up chapters or sections so that I don't have to search a document for a specific part. I can use the headers and like click to that part mm. of the document. And you know, I'll use like find and replace or like search in document, which are like very basic tools, but you know, use them. And there's also like browser attachments that you could use to for even more specific functionalities. But I find that I, I don't need any software that's more specific than that. You know, if I have a particular web page that is important to my research and that I keep going back to, I'll bookmark it. That's a pretty, pretty simple technology. But honestly, like, I, I don't really go beyond that. I just, I don't think, mm. to me, like, they're not adding a huge amount of value. Maybe for some people they are. But for me, find in document, like control F is like pretty sophisticated way of finding what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I So I downloaded Scrivener to try it. And obviously Scrivener, I think it's good because like it's one of those uh, web, uh, one of those software where you just pay the license once and that's it. There's no subscription or whatever. So I paid the 50 euros it was worth and just like I have it. I use it now for building outlines and kind of boards of because I kind of storyboard my outlines. And so I find that they have a notes function that is kind of helpful with that part especially for longer fix uh but that's the only use that i have of it so i'll open it every every time i have to like plan a, ch a chapter or whatever mm -hmm. um but that's kind of that's kind of all i do with it yeah scrivener has a lot of functions some of them may be more useful if you're writing a particular kind of thing like i think if you're writing a script there's certain functions there that make it easier to to do stuff in like a script format Or if you're writing mm. something where it's like very intricate and needs to be organized, like if you're writing a mystery novel or something, you might use some of those functionalities. But a lot of them can be sort of reproduced in Google Docs or you could have a few different yeah. Google Docs or whatever. So like I, I found it, it was actively taking time away from my writing because I was spending so much time organizing and highlighting things instead of writing. So yeah, no, definitely. We don't we don't want to do that. 
Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up there. Um, so, Lani, do you have any recommendations for us uh, this week? Um, I just got a big stack of books from the library that I'm going to have to start digging into, and there's no way I'll finish all of them in time to give them back. But the book that I'm starting to read is Haven by Emma Donoghue, mm. but I've really only gotten like two pages into it. Right, okay. I don't know what to recommend. I've done a lot of reading and a lot of TV watching lately, so I have a lot of things... I almost have a lot too many things to recommend. But no, I'll recommend um, a book that I finished on the plane back from the US, uh, which is called Station Eleven by... Emily St. John something. I'll add it in the note. Mandel. Yes, thank you. It's very good. It's it's everything that I've always wanted from like a kind of post-apocalyptic kind of story or like dystopian kind of story. No one's a hero, which I really appreciate. And it's just about people surviving and and why do they survive in this uh in this like sort of post-pandemic world uh it's very well written i really enjoyed it and i know like a million people have mm-hmm. recommended this book before me but i will recommend it nonetheless um okay so um lenny where can we find you online so i'm at copper underscore dust on ao3 and copper dash dust on Tumblr. And I am Joe, aka Pebbly Send on Tumblr and AO3. And if you have any feedback, suggestions for topics for next episodes or anything, our ask box on Tumblr is always open. You can find us at the fanficwriterscraft.tumblr.com. Bye everyone. Bye.